Hey everybody, um, Dylan here. Uh, what you're listening to is the first, or what will be the first episode of I Love That Lyric. Um, in the podcast I mentioned, uh, we were going to name it I Love That Line, but that's actually already taken for a, a movie podcast, so sorry about that. Um, but our guest is uh, Dave from Cave People, a good friend and label mate, and we uh, kind of break down some influences of his, uh, including the wind, anime, and bright eyes. So, hope you enjoy. Thanks. So we're uh, we're rolling. Uh, welcome to the podcast. First inaugural episode of uh, this podcast. I think the the going title right now is "I love that line" because the. Uh, acronym is really good ILT. oh i like that a lot even so just hearing you say that was nice. yeah so that's yeah thank you um i'm here with uh want to give me your name <laughs> um my name is dave <laughs> dave tomame uh of? of of cave people and, and assorted other things in life i do more than just that not music not yeah, music you're here because but... of <laughs> <laughs> you are you are here because of that. I'm just really trying um, to let I am, know uh, how much range I, I have as a human. That's so beautiful <laughs> that you would do yeah, that. It's, for kind of a, it's a lyrical thing to do, I would think. You know, there's a poetry to it. Our first couple listeners are so lucky. <laughs> um, you know, our patron our Patreon subscribers uh-huh. that we don't have. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So this is a this is a podcast where uh, we're we're going to be chatting lyrics um, with some bands of uh, indie and DIY bands, some smaller bands um, to, to chat about lyrics and lyrical process and influence and things like that. Um, my name is, is Dylan. I'm the host. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm in the band Bedbug. Um, and yeah, I just, I love lyrics a lot. So I figured why not get some people to talk about it? Um, if you're hearing some background noise, it is because uh, I have two <laughs> little birds and uh, eventually I will uh, move them out of the room while we're doing this. Uh, but right now there's just a bed sheet over their cage. So It's funny that I've been hearing the little birds the whole time. And like, it just didn't register until you, you told, you said that. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess there are birds chirping in the background. <laughs> Yeah, this is just kind of a bird-friendly podcast. Um, this episode is going to have a lot of birds um, because uh, the people I'm living with are not home yet, and I don't want them to be shocked at the birds in the living room. So episode one is going great birds. so far. Um, let's jump right in. Uh, so I think that the first the first thing that I want to chat about with you is uh, some lyrical influences. When you're thinking about lyrics, who are who are some of your favorite lyricists? Uh, lyricists who I love, um, I think Phil Elbrum from Mount Erie does a lot of really cool things with like uh, combining like lyrics and melody to, to do like some really impactful stuff. Um, when I was uh, but a lad, I really loved Bright Eyes. They were like my first like wow, these lyrics are amazing bands. Um, that's awesome. Oh, so much so. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to get into here because you actually have already touched on quite a lot. <laughs> um, who else do I think is really cool? Not even people that I'm necessarily like. I think influence can be a lot of things. Where like, 
there's people who I really respect and I'm I'm impressed by lyrically that like I don't think I do what they do at all or like really couldn't do like um yeah I think like I think of like 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 pavement and like Stephen Malcolmus and like this like style of lyricism that is like not like so not literal or just like phrasing and like words that like evoke something but like doesn't actually like mean anything I don't think that's true. I hmm. think it, I think it means things. I think if you asked Stephen <laughs> Malcolm what it meant, he would be like nothing, but he's lying. Uh, but it's not yeah. literal. It's it's like a, that's the the Wilco curse. Yeah, as it's well. like a, like a feeling or like a, a mood that I think it evokes really well. Um, and I think that's impressive to do lyrically, where it's not like storytelling or um, like literal in any way, or like you know um, even like necessarily about a single feeling, but it's like a collection of words that like create a feeling um yeah so what you're talking about is lyrics that are evocative they are maybe symbolic but they are maybe not telling a direct story exactly for sure um or even that like they're evocative in ways i think specifically with like pavement stuff i think they're evocative in ways that are like almost because of the way they're strung together or like the like the, the cadence of them and like the word choice like, the words on their own aren't even necessarily evocative, but this, like, culmination of them uh, leads to... I always thought he talks like a scam. I mean, maybe it's just that. Maybe I'm really making that... And it's, it's pretty like, really cool. Lofty, but I'm <laughs> it's saying pretty it cool the way he does it. He's talking like a skater. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so you, you mentioned Bright Eyes. You mentioned Microphones Mount Erie. Um, little, little lyrical fact about... Uh, microphones I learned pretty recently from listening to a different podcast where uh, Phil goes over um, the lyrics to I Want Wind to Blow. And he's a very evocative songwriter. He he writes a lot about with like nature allegory. I feel like a lot of nature, natural imagery. I definitely took a lot from that earlier on. Um, and uh, he he opens, it's the first line on that album, and it's the uh, the thunderclouds broke up. And I always thought that that was like, you know, this big, like kind of heavenly imagery. And he was just talking about him and his girlfriend. Had yeah, a it's an old band. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Like I and I thought it was so <laughs> from a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that maybe comes into, uh, I think he knew when he was doing it, what he was doing. And I think that Stephen Malcolmus is definitely the same way. I know that I've heard, um, Jeff Tweedy of Wilco has said similar things where he said like, oh, my lyrics don't mean anything. Uh, I'm just stringing words together. There was a Pitchfork review that was like, oh, this album is great, but lyrically, oh my God, he's just saying yeah. stuff. And I, I'm i not sure how much I buy that. Um, I don't believe that from I, Wilco I either. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wilco has a line from... Uh, Wilco has many lines, uh, but they have one from... Um, I'm trying to break your heart. Uh, that like I always think about. Um, that's just like a God. That song's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and this phrase is so beautiful. He just has something like a line is like I want to hold you in the Bible black pre dawn. Uh, and I think it's just such a a romantic like sentimental moment. And I think trying to claim that like lyrically that means nothing and it's just like random words starting together is like so untrue. <laughs> I mean, even just opening that as, like, I am an American aquarium uh -huh. drinker. 
is like so crazy. That's such like a great. It's like such a beautiful way to just describe himself as kind of like yeah, a drug, yeah. which it seems like he was going through uh-huh. it with that song. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and and yeah, pa- pavement also I think phrases things in a similar way where like if you think about it a little bit there's like different ways to interpret it but for sure um i want to go back to bright eyes okay let's uh, do it obvious obviously i'm going back to high school <laughs> um, so so what what era of bright eyes are you are you talking because i remember i guess my own bright eyes experience is that i love i love bright eyes big bright eyes fan here um especially in high school and uh some of those lyrics, even in high school, when I was a young emo, were way too overwrought. And I would, <laughs> I would identify them even in high school, like thinking about like Halai, Halai, uh-huh. whatever from Fever Zamir's. A lot of Fever Zamir's extremely overwrought. Um, you know, that being said, last song on Fever, Fever Zamir's has some of my favorite lyrics, like of all time, uh, song to pass mm-hmm. the time. Um, even that part where he says that he's talking about the Mexican children across yeah. the street. Fascinating <laughs> choice, but I were you Connor? So were you? Anyways, anyways, continue. Uh, yeah. I did not have the discernment, uh, to even like approach thinking that they were anything but brilliant at the time. Uh, I was like, <laughs> that's wow. awesome. Um, definitely, uh, Thievers and Mirrors and like lifted were like, you know, the first ones that I really came to, I think I had like, a collection of songs from like uh, LimeWire and stuff at the time, um, but I know I had the CDs for um, Fevers and Mirrors and Lifted, um, uh, and like they were really uh, like impactful on me at that time as just like I don't know someone who was going to end up being like a pretentious English major. Uh, I was just like, yes. This is this is yeah. poetry, uh, and I don't think as as someone who's going to be an awful, so, uh, annoying socialist <laughs> for a couple of years, like uh, still a socialist but a no, very annoying uh-huh. one for a few years. Uh, Wide awake, it's morning really hit hard. Yeah, I mean, I remember <laughs> having like uh, I remember like, the, like hearing like bowl of oranges from Lifted, um, and like uh, like lover I don't have to love. Um, and like from a balance man, all those like all those I'm just feeling like so impactful um and then like going into like I'm wide awake it's morning which I feel like was a lot like easier to get into because it was just like uh I think the songs were like just better produced and not like as weird sounding um uh <laughs> or like maybe he had chilled out <laughs> enough to be like okay I can be sad but I don't need to be like yelling all the time not that he was yelling that much. I think he discovered he discovered a little bit of like Americana, like folk yeah. country, because he got Emmy Lou Harris on there, and I think that's just like where he was going with it. Uh, but even like beyond that, um, really liked Casadega. Didn't really like the People's Key, but uh, there's at least like one or two songs on there that I think are cool. And then I don't think I've listened to Bright Eyes, like the new stuff since then. Got it. Yeah, I fell off after uh, Wide Awake, but um, I know a couple people with Casadega tattoos, and a couple people is 
more than one. So that's Dylan, I drove know, myself nothing. to Casadega, Florida to like the weird like <laughs> spiritualist retreat camp where he stayed and like stayed there for a couple days uh alone because of that record. That's badass. <laughs> I was like eighteen. That <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty uh, cool. Oh, I was wow. the only per- there's a hotel there. So yeah, I I think, you know, we could we could tiptoe around it. What was lyrically the thing that Bright Eyes was doing for you that people had not been doing before? Uh, I feel like he was verbose in a way, but also was like <clears throat> I'm trying to think like a good example of this. Um I think there was like a lyrical cohesion to his songs that there was a lot to like reward like repeated listening or like sitting there with the lyrics and being like, Oh, like that's what you're saying. And like that reflects back to this moment here. Um, like there was a lot to like unpack and like there was lines that you could, um, pull out for sure to make like a fucking away message at the time. Um, but like, uh, beyond that, there was like, as songs, I felt like they were, they were tight and cool. Um, and like, I don't know, it felt like intellectual in a way that like was really impressive to me at the time. Uh, yeah. As a future, as a future English major. Oh yeah. English and philosophy. I was awful. We've talked about this. You were, I you came were, out of, about we have this, talked about this uh, before. On, on stream once. <laughs> you were, you were bright eyes. They got, audience. they hit me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, I guess, Moving on a little bit from that, how do you feel like the, uh, those influences have carried for your own work? Have they? Um, I think more than, like, in general, I think I don't, I wouldn't consider myself, like, lyrically verbose. Uh, like, I don't try to, like, I intentionally try not to drop in, like, like, a, a fancy word if I think, like, a, a smaller one will do, you know? Like, I don't think there's anything at this point, yeah. uh, like, impressive about that. In fact, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, like, when I feel like someone's using a thesaurus to write a song, I'm like, oh, this is not what I want to yeah. hear. Uh, thesauruses are cool. They're great for rhyming. Uh, but I feel like sometimes there's, like, it feels like you <laughs> cherry-picked the largest word to say what you want to say. And I'm like, I don't think that's interesting. Um do you ever, do you ever feel like there are times when it, you know, aside from Bright Eyes, where it, it does work? Uh, I think you can do, you can be verbose and you can say interesting things. I feel like there has to be like a consistency though. Like I feel like when it's just like, oh, that's like a, that's like a gold star word you just threw out. But like the rest of the song doesn't have that. It's, I'm always, this is weird. This yeah. is distracting. I'm like out now because like. I'm thinking about how you said, like, that yeah, word, yeah. It's like that modest size song. I don't know if you know the song where he, uh, it's it's bankrupt on selling. He goes, I'll, it's like one of my favorite lines of all time. He goes, uh, I'll go to I'll go to college and I'll learn some big words and I'll talk real loud. Goddamn right, I'll be heard. You'll remember the guy who went to college, or you'll remember the guy who said all the big words he must have learned in college. Uh, and I think it's such like a scathing line, but it's also like very sad yeah. in a way. Um, That's awesome. That's like I didn't know that. Yeah, line. I was. I was also just asking. I was also just asking because um, when I think to, have you ever heard the first Waxahachie record? Um, 
American Weekend. Probably at some point. Not enough to like have recall on it. If you're ever looking for a record with a lot of ver- verbosity that is extremely... It just makes yeah. sense, and it could not be written any mm-hmm. other way, and it is so natural. I've actually been searching for albums, I feel like, that have that level of like... I don't know. I don't know where she's pulling words from, and she pulls them out in such a poetic way, and they feel so natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I ever tried to put a word in there, people would, you know, smack me over the yeah. head of the book. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that sounds cool, and I think you can do it. I think there needs to be like, you have to like earn it, and you have to prove you know what you're doing to do it. Uh, and I feel like attempting to do it for the sake of doing it falls flat or like feels insincere like if you're like oh i'm gonna impress people by how smart i am with this song you're probably not that smart um attempting to do yeah but if you're just if that's the way you write and that's like the the context for that you like think in like that's the way you create lyrics or like if it fits in in an interesting way uh i think that's really cool so how do you naturally write um How do I naturally write unnaturally? I write yeah. in the worst, like, I wish I had more of a formula or, like, any organization to it. Uh, it's really chaos. I usually just, I very rarely write without playing music. Um, like, once in a while, I'll, like, hmm. jot down a line. Or, like, I think sometimes if, like, there's some, like, circulars where I'm like, oh, that could be an interesting line. And I'll, like, either, like, make a voice memo that I'll never, ever listen to again. I'll just do it because I think I'm going to go back to it. Um, It's a classic. uh, Or I'll, like, make a little note on my phone that I do sometimes look at, like, that. Um, But a lot of times those I look back on and I'm like, what was I thinking when I wrote this down? This is awful. Um, But, yeah, most of my, like, lyrical process is, like, Sometimes I come with, like, a, a concept or an idea that I want to write about, but a lot of times I just kind of, like, sit down um, and start playing and see, like, what starts to come naturally. Like, if I get, like, a first line or, like, a kind of chorus or something, uh, I'll build out from there of, like, okay, I like this. This is cool. This line is cool. Or this, this like, uh, chorus or whatever is cool. Um, like, what needs to come do before you, that? Do you write those... Do you write those down or do you find that you just go for it and are moving through it? Are you, are you finishing the song all with the guitar in hand or once you get like some sort of direction, do you find that you're writing things down on voice memos more? Uh, I will write everything down in like my notes app. Once I start going, uh, lyrics and notes app, um, I'll like just like kind of go through the the same part like a million times, and then eventually once I'm like okay that's cool, I'll put in my notes app, and go from there. I won't actually start recording anything until like the song is almost done, or if I like get like really distracted and need to stop, I might do that so I remember it. Um, but a lot of times when like I don't finish, at least like the bare bones in like one sitting, I'll like get really down on it and not return to it later. Um, so it's yeah. usually just like, okay, let's get like a two to three minutes of song down and I'll change that stuff. I'll change parts and I'll change lyrics as I go. Like I'll revisit and be like, this is stupid. Um, but if I don't yeah. get there, I often like discard the whole thing or like never revisit in like earnest. That, that makes sense to me. I, I'm like kind of fascinated by that 
by your process a little bit though because it's i'm so different mm-hmm. than that i feel like uh i i spend a lot of time with my notes you know on i used to be on the train on the bus all the time or just you know whenever i whenever i was kind of listening to music if something came to me i would just write and i would do like a stream of consciousness write, and i have just pages and pages mm-hmm. of notes and then when i get down to writing um I'll find a vocal melody before I ever find a line to put on it. And then I'll kind of like create everything from there. So the idea of just kind of like skipping the whole process and just going straight from like, I've got this, I've got this thing, the line's going to come to me. Uh, it's, it's honestly kind of impressive. I have no idea how to do I couldn't that. do it the <laughs> other way. Uh, some, I mean, there's some variation where like, I think I wrote, uh, there's a song on, on looking called guilt that I remember writing uh, we were like on tour with uh, Pedal and Sir Baby Girl and I was like driving uh, down a very snowy road because we did this tour in like the middle of January through the Midwest which was insane um, deeply cold the whole like we only played places that were freezing uh, but I was like driving down the th- I was driving the van uh, and I just like had this idea for a line and like kind of wrote the whole song like kind of quietly humming to myself while driving and that eventually became a song but that's the only time i've ever really like done it without just being like okay here's like some like backbone chords for this thing uh let's start putting like words over it, or let's find a line that's cool and like build from there so thematically is it just kind of whatever's on your mind while you're writing the chords um Sometimes I feel like usually like as a person, I have like a a theme going on in my life at any given time. (laughs) Uh, So like it, it themes, themes. I I adopt themes very quickly, Uh, uh, which is funny because you brought up, I want wind to blow, um, which is one of the things that like led me to writing um, windburn. Um, not that song, well, that song in, in part. Um, but, like, that, like with that record, it was definitely a time where I was, like, in my life, I'm, like, reflecting on, on wind as a thing. Um, so, like, I'm going to approach these songs, but also, like, I'm going to think about uh, that reflection and that, like, that uh, meditation on wind and, like, splice that in throughout in a way that hopefully feels natural and not just, like, I have to say the word wind in this song to make it fit on the record. Uh See, when you when you started talking about this, I was accept, like expecting like, oh, like, you know, a big move, a breakup, like as themes. I, was, I don't know if I was expecting your, you know, your anime season arc to be wind as a concept. Keep, breakups are boring. Wind is cool. Uh, I feel <laughs> yeah. like at the time, the re- like the, there were like personal things going on in my life that were leading towards this like what I felt like at the time was like a really undeniable reflection on wind. Uh, like I did not feel like, uh, I felt like the, the universe itself was saying, think about wind, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> and because of that, it was what I was carrying towards music. And I was really compelled to, uh, write about it. Um, and like really inspired by, um, a lot of different things, but, um, going back to Phil Elverum, um, one of my favorite Mount Erie records is called, uh, winds poem. Um, that like windburn mm-hmm. would not exist without the existence of that record, which is a much cooler uh, and probably more, uh, I don't know, maybe like a, a truer exploration or a more interesting exploration of wind. Um, 
I think I know that record. I, I haven't listened to it much, but that's the one that's pretty noisy, It's like noisy, the black right? metal one. Was that his... Uh, that was his noisy... Yeah, yeah that was But his, it's also, his, like... His, it's his... that, but also some of, like, the sweetest, like, most somber and, like, devastating, like, melodies, um, or, like, moments that I think he has. Yeah. Got it. So, um... So your theme was your theme. My was theme wind. was very much wind, and I was like, "How does the wind?" I'm like, without writing, it's not like I would think about wind when I would sit down to write a song. I'd be thinking about wind a lot, uh, and so it was very natural that I was going to approach these songs that way. And it got to a point where I had like a couple songs, and I was compelled to write about it too. Um, so like, it got to a point where I had like five to six songs just kind of about wind and i was like okay well now when i sit down to write a song i know that i'm trying to write a record about wind so i'm gonna think about those things in this context and also think about deliberately like not like there's songs on that record where i don't specifically talk about wind i don't say the word wind in all of them but like yeah you're trying to you're trying to let wind know that you don't really it's listen yeah, it's not yeah all but like writing you. them in a way that was thematically relevant to like what was going on because like sure. trying to approach that record specifically but kind of all my records as like like a cohesive pieces of writing or at least like thematic pieces of writing even if they're not necessarily cohesive yeah um, and being like okay like i don't think of them as concept albums because i think that's dumb um no offense to anyone making concept Sick. albums. I just think the, the title is weird. Uh, it feels like a funny distinction to me. Yeah. But, um, like, t- trying to be like, okay, this is, like, when I title an album, it's really intentional. It's like, this whole thing is about this one thing. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And trying to, like, honor that with the songs that I write within that record. Yeah. I, you know, obviously, I think stating it so bluntly it's about wind it's very funny in at times but um i also do think that i i really do understand where you're coming from because i i think my second record thematically i was just thinking about seasons and that was just where we Mm -hmm. were at and uh i think it it really motivated for a lot of the themes of the record and i think like you um i i think that the idea of a concept record kind of evokes the idea of like almost like a dream theater kind of deal where like it's about a wizard killing a dragon and it comes in you know all the songs have movements to them and and things like that and that's you know that's not Mm -hmm. what i'm doing but i do uh you know understand the thematic thing because you know both musically and lyrically i think having album cohesiveness is definitely something that i think about all the time when i'm when i have my, my um my notes apps uh a lot of times what i will do is i'll i'll pull from similar i guess I, I almost like think of them as individual poems but i'll pull from all of them as i'm writing a record and i'll actually end up putting a lot of the lyrics on at the way end after everything is written and i have my vocal melodies and that way i can really feel like lyrics are almost the glue of the mm-hmm. record in that case and it's the thing that keeps them thematic even if there's no story it's the thing that really keeps it For thematic sure. and um you know Sometimes even thrown, I'll throw in some motifs and stuff, so it it, it comes back and feels that way. But um, yeah, so I, I do really uh, understand that. I feel like that. I mean, I think like your way is cool too. That like I've never had. Um, even like I feel like I don't feel like a particularly good musician, um, and I feel like I've never had like the this moment of being like, oh, like the the record's done or like these songs are done. 
like how how do I put lyrics over them now? You know, or like how do I tie them together with yeah. that? Like I've never had the like proficiency to even get there. I feel like like it always kind of needs to be My like the broken. lyrics are the thing that justifies like these little chords I'm gonna play underneath them, uh, rather than like even like I can't. Songs. I kind of wish I could do it a different way, but it's it's the way I it's the way I do it the way I know uh-huh. how to do it because it. It's a very stressful process, and it takes a lot of time and energy from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, we've talked a lot about your process. We've talked a lot about influences, some themes. Are there any songs in particular that you feel like you really nailed so that, you know, any listeners here can, you know, go and, and find Cave People song that, you know, lyrically they can, they can look back um, on? Lyrically, I really like... That's good. Um, lyrically, I really like uh, Guilt and Strong from Looking. Uh, I guess Mouth from Kingfisher. Uh, and probably like... Um, Windburn from Windburn and... Uh, bone bones from windburn's good i i just keep having more questions now are there any songs that you feel like you wrote in a a way that you know was different than other ones in terms of lyrics like do you feel like any of them do you feel like stand out um Uh, as being something different i feel like um let let me think for a moment uh there's at yeah, least, or is like lyrical consistency your thing? Uh, it's definitely not consistent. I don't want to feel samey. Um, I feel like I was intentionally being like, uh, like on Windburn, there's a song called I Don't Want Hope um, that also I think the lyrics are cool too. I'm like, I'm proud of that whole record. Um, but uh, I feel like intentionally with that one, I was approaching it like, uh, like rather than taking this stance of like you know self-deprecation or like uh like sorrow like i wanted to write like a song about being mad which i feel like i don't do much um so i feel like that song is intentionally like a little cheeky and like flippant um and like uh it's like aggro but like it's not like whoa me it's like oh this sucks you know (laughs) And I think that's fun. Uh, Rose Whip from Looking is uh, almost like hilariously um, both like about about me in a lot of ways, but also like mm-hmm. uh, every line is about uh, my favorite anime character. Uh, like I could oh I could God, point Dave. I could point to everyone and be like, oh well, this is about like this this state in, in their arc. Uh, this is what was going on when they, when I said this. That's awesome. Uh, okay, well, so I feel like we've we've gone over a lot. We hit the thirty minute mark uh, as talking about the anime uh, anime lyrics. Uh, I have I have one more uh, question. Uh-huh. Uh, I have two I have two fun questions I say for the end that I've decided, yeah. and we can rotate off between them. But uh, for you, uh, I'm wondering if you have any lyrical pet peeves. I know you talked about verbosity, uh-huh. but you know, what comes up and you roll your eyes or like, what's a lyric that you just, you know, something, 
some way of writing you just cannot stand. It just just gets uh, to you. Name dropping authors, I think, is terrible. Not always terrible. Sometimes it's fine. Uh, I feel like um, it's okay to draw in uh, broad strokes here. Like, I think it's cool. I think being open about your influences is really cool. Like, uh, I always fear this is pretentious, but like, like in the last two records we put out. I put, like, uh, an influence list of, like, books and shit that I was reading at the time that, like, influenced it. Because I think that shit's... I like to know that. Uh, no, I love that. But That's I great. also think when I feel like you're, like... There's songs that are, like, screaming that I've read, like, Jack Kerouac. And I'm like, who cares? Like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, uh, like, that doesn't... It's not, it's not a flex. Uh <laughs> That's a wonderful pet peeve because I I don't know if anyone else is going to have the same. I'm thinking one. of a very I'm thinking very of a much an, band that does this. <laughs> very much an uh, 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 English major. <laughs> yeah, I <suck>. criticism. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think also like um, uh, unapologetic rhyming bothers me. I always like I. I, all my songs like have rhyme to them and have a, uh, that kind of like flow and cadence but like I feel like there's ones that are like I bike and I hike on my trike and I'm, <laughs> like there's just times when like the, the rhyme is so insistent and it's always at the end uh, and it's just like it's too much sometimes uh, I think there's there's more yeah. interesting ways to, to rhyme it's rare that I notice that but once in a while I'm just like wow stop <laughs> Those are those are those are phenomenal ones. I I feel like I could like whip these out. I uh these these pet peeves. I think for me a uh, huge one is uh when people talk a lot about modern technology oh. in a way that I find uh like very tactless. Uh, I think that there are some ways to do it. Like I think that like there are some bands like I've I've talked about this online a little bit. That band Frog, mm-hmm. they have an entire line where they say, um, "Look at all my shit." fuckyouall.gov and that's just the line and they just say it. i'm like that's phenomenal. yeah that's, that's cool. brilliant like i didn't even know you could do that that's like pushing the boundaries of what you're allowed to do in a song but for a band that complains about like oh my god i hate social media i hate instagram or like people are fake or you know cell phone generation cell phones are like i just cannot yeah. stand it it's just not it just always it feels like it's going to age poorly I, I yeah, can't. Yeah, it's, it's so dated. There's a funny Death Cab lyric from, uh, like, one of their semi-recent records um, where uh, he's just like, on the messenger screen. Uh, <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my last pet peeve, because I, you know, obviously got to get these yeah. all out interview one you know because it's not like i'm gonna plan on having more episodes of this <laughs> or i should save them but <laughs> uh but i do i do want to say it is uh whenever there's like a guy and say no more talks <laughs> he th- yeah <laughs> whenever he says like a guy who tries to be like neutral milk hotel mm-hmm. and like put in kind of like sexual allegory <laughs> and it almost always comes off really like bad pervy. and sometimes <laughs> Yeah, like it, it really does. Um, that's like one of my bigger pet peeves. I think it's obvious why, but I think I'm trying it's to like, think of like a good ex- like. <laughs> are, is there any song that you're thinking of that does this that you feel comfortable talking about? Well, so I used to, I used to run a living room venue. Mm-hmm. We get all sorts of folk yeah. artists coming through, like indie indie folk mm-hmm. people, 
coming round, and uh, a lot of them really did think that they were the next coming of like early porches yeah. kind of deal. Um, and they would sing about things. Uh, and you know, I remember one that really struck me was this guy that like in his the first line of his song was talking about like getting head and i was like and he he thought it was really deep and it was really uh i i almost feel like it was sexual harassment to play the song (laughs) it sounds really good Um, Uh, it honestly, it occupies the same space I feel as name dropping. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why it does, but in my head, it's the same type of guy that <laughs> yeah, does it. Yeah, I so, agree. Um, I guess on that note, is there anything else that you'd like to say? You know, where can we find your music? And then, uh, uh, and then we'll wrap you this up. Can find me on any of this, the streaming sites. I'm on Bandcamp. Uh, I moved a bunch. I made a bunch of our merch less expensive when I got COVID because uh, I, w- I was missing some work. Uh, but I think I'm never going to move it back up. So if anyone wants stuff, now is the time. He's a DIY yeah, icon. Yeah, DIY icon. <laughs> Please. <laughs> to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm um, on, on Twitter at cave underscore people. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thanks, thanks for coming, and hopefully uh, this exports nicely, and we don't have to do the whole entire... I'll say, I would say better um, stuff on the second go.